Hello and welcome to We're In Between, the podcast that discusses, as told by Ginger, one episode per week, every week. Last time we talked about episode 11, which was the A-Ticket. And this week we are now on episode 12, uh, which is Come Back Little Seal Girl. I've been very excited to be talking about this one. It's got some great moments. Um, in this one, Ginger, Dodie, and Macy agree on doing a skit devoted to the little seal girl for their school talent show. But they, uh, Ginger and Dodie just quickly become convinced that it's too juvenile and back out. Uh, Macy, however, feels betrayed and she decides to go solo. And meanwhile, we've got a side plot with Carl and a mummified hand that his teacher had that's supposedly cursed. So, you know, normal antics there. Yeah, I've been looking forward to watching this one ever since we started We're In Between. It's the second of the three episodes that we watched with Patricia on the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. The first, of course, being Hello Stranger. And yeah, very excited to get into this one. Uh, Hopefully you guys all watched along because it's definitely one of the all-time greats. And uh, thanks for listening. We're In Between. I still need to watch all of this show in order. There is a mixture of sadness, but at the same time, there's a mixture of a little bit of humor, which you can definitely expect in this series. Every character has multiple dimensions, really. Obviously, it's a scripted show, but they don't feel scripted. They feel real. They feel genuine. If kids find value in things, I think there is value in them. Because it is art in its own way, and it is very important. Whatever it is, just own it. You know, love what you do and do what you love. If it's cool to you, then... You know, who cares about what the others say? So yeah, the episode begins with Ginger Dodie and Macy walking over to class when they see posters about the upcoming talent show. And Dodie is really excited about it because they have been eyeing on winning the trophy ever since they were in kindergarten because they've known each other for that long. And then we cut into Miranda wanting to see if maybe she can try to once again manipulate Ginger to not being friends with Cordy anymore. And she does it in a way in which she's going to pretend to invite Ginger over to Courtney and Miranda's little talent skit. And Ginger refuses and um, Courtney is really upset about it. And she refuses to talk to Ginger thinking that maybe this is a way to pay her back. And that was all that Miranda wanted. So, yeah, Miranda manipulation in the first two minutes. What a way to start. Yeah, and, I mean, pretty typical for her character, right? She's constantly vile, honestly. Just horrible the entirety of her existence. But still an interesting character, nonetheless. But, yeah, it's it's very soon into this that we start seeing this. And uh, pretty quick into where we sort of get this theme of are they too old or not for Little Seal Girl, right? That has been their favorites since they were kids. And uh, we've talked about this a lot, how, I mean, we are all adults making podcasts about Nicktoons, right? So we're, we're obviously very much in favor of sticking with who you are regardless of your age, but that's definitely a theme that we see in this episode throughout. For sure. A lot of our voice clips that I used for our little intro for this show come from our original discussion of this very episode. So uh, a question I kind of want to ask the two of you, because we've already discussed this and watched it together, of course we should discuss it again, but I'm wondering what 
what hit you differently and like what has sort of resonated with you since we watched it the first time and now you know several months later approaching it again what sort of changed for you hmm you know i think that for the most part it really shows how relatable a topic is about when a person is making fun of you for some that of liking something that is considered to be uncool or juvenile I've always felt that way, but kind of looking at it into a different perspective, we never see Macy crack down on the pressure of changing something because of either not being cool or being completely juvenile. We always ta- we talked about in the first time that we talked about this um, in the Fred and Nicktoons podcast, we focused on how Ginger and Dodie were pressured into quitting the talent show because everybody was making fun of. Um, Macy uh, with her little seal girl performance saying that it was like really juvenile and she's going to act like a complete spaz. But we never really brought up the fact that Macy is one of the strongest. This is probably Macy's finest moment in which, you know, of course, with the little seal girl performance. But one of the things that I really overlooked the first time was that she never backed down even once. She never let pressure from you know, po- people who are more popular of the co- of the status quo in school than her, you know, she would ever consider leaving the little seal girl. She's really passionate about it, and she wants to do it. She's always wanted to do it, and she's committed to it because we even see her dressing up in the little seal girl costume. I mean, it's a legit costume, and we just, she's really committed to it and she's really upset that her friends aren't as committed to it. So that just goes to show you that even if something is really embarrassing or it's not cool anymore, then just go for it. Don't worry about what other people think and try to be as strong as you can. Even if everybody laughs at you, then don't worry about it. It's not going to matter. For me, I guess we just, since watching, you know, episodes leading up to this too, it's it's given me a little bit more perspective of sort of the characters that they've been building throughout it, right? So uh, definitely still, you've got to love Macy from this episode, right? But I feel like, if anything, I love her even more, given all of her little bits of humor that we've kind of talked about in previous episodes, and getting to see her character more and how it grows, and yeah, really just how strong of a character is. She's so unembarrassed, right? She's she's 100% herself throughout the show, and she's just so willing to just own everything that she does. So I'd I'd say I agree with Patricia on that. Just watching it and admiring her definitely came up for me too. Cutting into Carlin Hoodsey's plot, we have um, Mrs. Gordon bringing in a mummified hand over to school. And Carl is really interested in touching the mummified hand because he believes that it's cursed. So uh, he tries to convince Mrs. Gordon to watch over the mummified hand, but she's not interested because, you know, this is Carl we're talking about. And so one of the students comes in and says that Mrs. Gordon had accidentally parked into the principal's parking space. And then Mrs. Gordon just becomes really, really stressed out because she feels like she deserves her own parking space because she's been working on that school for many years. And so she agrees to let Carl and Hoodsy watch over the mummified hand and not touch it. And of course, things go terribly wrong. Yeah, I I don't know why she thought that that would be something that she could trust them with, right? Carl and Hoodsy are very much active, imaginative, curious people, and so obviously they're they're unable to live up to that name. Yeah, I generally find the Carl Hoodsy plot of this episode as weird as it is to be a bit forgettable compared to some of their other antics and compared to the uh, fantastic main plot with the little seal girl. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with As Told by Ginger, in which there are some moments in which the first plot is so amazing that the other side plot, uh, the other subplot is doesn't get the same amount of quality or rem- or remembrance. So, yeah, I mean, it's like with um, the last episode, The Right Stuff, in which this, the plot with Courtney and with Macy was so entertaining, but then... Carl and Hoodsy's plot with getting Albert Einstein DNA was okay, just not really that interesting. Yeah, I think I think I'll agree with that in this one. It's it partially just I think because the things going on with the little seal girl and with Macy and all of that, it's so good that it's just not as interesting, and it's not like the craziest antics they get into. It's still there and it's fine, but it's not adding as much to the show as some of their others. Yeah, it's true. So now we have um, Ginger and Dodie confronting Macy, saying we need to leave the little seal girl performance because we want to do something that's more seventh grade. And Macy becomes beyond devastated, saying I'm going to do this on my own if I have to. And then we cut into Ginger and Dodie trying various talents to see if maybe Macy would change her mind, but then she says no. And... Then, of course, we have probably my favorite Macy line in the entire series, where when Ginger sits her down, and then she begs her, saying, Macy, please, it'll be really cool if we just... And then Macy gets up, she, uh, you know, with her little seal girl costume, she says, cool, cool. Do I look like a girl who's concerned with what's cool? And of course, it really made my day when Jackie recited the line for me. It was like, it's it's like my birthday came early. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. And that's a great interview. Go give it a listen if you haven't yet. Uh, really, I've enjoyed every single one of those interviews with the voice actors. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think everyone we've interviewed so far has mentioned Comeback Little Seal Girl or It's Come Up. Every single one of them has mentioned Comeback Little Seal Girl. I mean, with Jared, probably not as much because he didn't do the song for that. It was Eric Casimiro, who was one of the directors and producers. But Aspen mentioned Comeback Little Seal Girl and Jackie mentioned it, obviously. So, yeah, there's been at least a lot of mentions of this one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that makes sense, too, right? This It's fantastic. It's one of those that... You know, um, obviously you chose it for your episode with us for a reason, but now having seen more of the show, I I understand why it's so unforgettable. Absolutely. Okay, so going back into the plots, this is another one of my favorite moments in which um, after, um, you know, after um, uh, Ginger, Doty and Macy leave the kitchen and then we have Carl coming in, dressed up in a doctor's uniform and trying to get some, get a spatula for the mummified hand so he doesn't touch it. And so after he leaves... I mean the way he the way he talks to Lois it's like he's talking in such a professional manner trying to make the mummified hand look like it's a patient that needs proper care and that any more information will be giving away its privacy and stuff like that and then when he leaves um no, uh, Do- Lois notices that the floor is completely dirty with uh footprints and everything like that and then she just sits down and says what do I even bother to buff and wax so there's a little funny moment from Lois and then we have um, Carl and Hoodsy trying to put together the mummified hand, and it's not working uh, because the, um, the skin is too thick for it to be sewn, and so he decides to glue it. But enough about that. I guess we can now talk about the, the talent show. And, um, you know, with Carl, it seems like he's cursed, and the chair breaks in front of him, and now they're going to an after party. And then, of course, we get our favorite character of all time, Chet Zipper, being so awkward on stage, and it's... It's cringe city. So, yeah. And then we see the other talents. 
And of course, you know, I cannot mention without, you know, obviously the little seal girl, but we have to mention about the Courtney song. Oh, yeah, we can't not talk about the Courtney song. It's, uh, what's funny is how good the students seem to think it is, because it's kind of terrible. She's not, like, a great performer by any means. I mean, the song's kind of catchy, I'll have to admit, but it's just them wearing masks and wigs, and they're just roller skating back, you know, side to side, and then Courtney jumps out, and is lifted and it's apparently good yeah yeah apparently because they love it but i really think courtney could have done anything and like everyone would have just gone along with it she's like the regina george of the school she's less mean than regina now we're at macy performing the little seal girl dance yeah this has got to be one of the most triumphant moments ever and I just, you've, you've got to love the energy that Macy puts it in t- into this, you know, because the, the music cuts out, right? I'm not, not misremembering. Yeah, the, mu- the, the tape, if anybody remembers what a tape is, it gets jumbled <sighs> and yeah, the song stops and Macy could have quit right there, but she continues. Yeah, and I love that the audience responds so well to it too, you know, like at first it's kind of embarrassing and then it's like they see that she's, again, she's just so so unapologetically her she just goes up owns it starts singing it's uh like a better version of the mean girls talent show where they they lose their music right but it's it's her just completely owning it going in full force and again it just shows how confident she is she kind of comes across sometimes i think as this sort of you know like awkward character she's got all of these weird like you know medical issues and everything but This is probably the first moment where we see just pure confidence from her. Yeah, even still to this day, this is hands down my favorite episode involving with Macy because, I mean, sure, she has her good moments, but just a triumphant moment like this where you have like this sick, nerdy girl who's out there singing a song that is you know, on the surface, really embarrassing. It's about something juvenile as a little seal girl living in the real world. And it's so hard to get by, but, and seals can't even cry, but she sings it like it's the greatest thing in the world and everybody loves it. For sure. And uh, so I have two kind of concluding thoughts on my end. You guys can say whatever you want, but... Uh... They have a moment backstage, Ginger and Dodie and Macy, where they go back to congratulate her and apologize, and they hug at the end. And Courtney sees this and says to Miranda, how come we never hug, Miranda? And it's kind of a funny line, but also kind of tragic. Like, the uh, the emotional distance between the two of them, even though they're supposedly best friends, is, uh, is kind of sad for both of them. And then uh, the last thing on my end that I really want to say, I found a uh, comment in my old notes when we talked about this episode last, and I said, this show is so awesome, I want to watch all of it now. And uh, (laughs) we are doing that now, so kind of exciting to go full circle in that way. I think we can wrap this episode up, so yeah, why don't we give our final thoughts? Is it a yay, nay, or meh? Hmm, this is a tough one for me, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're all going to be in agreement on this one, that it's... <laughs> it's a, It's got to be a yay for me, right? Again, it's, it's one of Macy's strongest moments. We see her just absolutely loving it. I think just the message behind that, too, very, very strong yay. If we had to judge the side plot separately, you know, that might be a little bit worse, but this one... 
overall very very much a yay yeah i'm definitely gonna have to agree this is like one of my top five favorite episodes of the series it's such a great moral about not worrying about what other people think about you liking stuff, whether it be too juvenile or whether it be not cool. It shows Macy as a really strong character and it has a satisfying, triumphant moment. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, a few days ago, I was interviewed by um, by a podcast known as uh, Character Crunch. And they were t- they were asking me a question about that this person who had never seen as told by Ginger, they actually looked up the little seal girl clip and they said, um, no offense, Patricia, but this the singing is very cringeworthy. I don't understand why you like it. And I said, okay, maybe the singing is not the best, but you have to take it into context. The context is, is that she's singing a song about a subject that is very childlike and she's singing it in front of middle schoolers who are trying to move up towards adulthood. And the fact that she's up on stage the cassette is no longer playing the music. She's singing this all on her own, and she's standing up for what she believes in. That's what makes it a strong moment. If you look at the song, sure, it may not be that special, but just the 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 way just the way that the plot is able to focus on everything that we just talked about throughout the the episode, it just makes it such a memorable moment. So yes, I do give it a very high yay. And for me as well, there's not much more to say about it than that. You two both summed it up very well. All right, sounds good. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We had another interview a couple days ago. Um, when's the Darren interview coming out? Um, the Ken interview should be coming out in a couple of weeks. Ken, I should stop calling him Darren. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we'll look forward to that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Just a girl in the pink and pretty. It's Courtney, it's Courtney. Who's the girl who loves to ski? It's Courtney. It's Courtney.